PhD helped me in the sense that it helped me grow as a person, right? So the mm -hmm. interactions I did with um, fellow students, as well as faculty, uh, so conferences, I traveled, met uh, different people in uh, the whole um, community, in my community, right? Mm -hmm. So that helped uh, me grow as a person. Also, it gave me a lot of confidence, right? Yeah. Um, so to basically, I did, so the basic thing that I see people lack, even in master level grad school, when they came come to grad school is, uh, yeah, I mean, you throw a problem at them, a lot of people can solve the problem, right? Uh, that is a given, right? There, there will be a lot of people with a lot of talent who can, I mean, in computer science, I'm talking, can like mm -hmm. code up and solve the problem. That's not a big deal. Right. The issue is to identify the problem in the first place. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Welcome back to the Desi Academia podcast, uh, season three, uh, we are back and this time we are joined uh, by a guest. Uh, this may be a voice familiar to many of you uh, and if yeah. he's not familiar to you, it is our pleasure to introduce uh, Ajay and Ajay ji apna introduction khud denge. So we're going to <laughs> talk about being being an academic outside academia and what it's like yeah. on the other side. I don't, I think we had originally considered calling this X academia, but I think that label is inaccurate. So yeah. we will talk about academia, research beyond academia. So Ajay sir, can yeah. you, if you can tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, I mean, I'm not a guest here. I was just a listener. Yeah, you, you are a, you are our first guest. Oh, okay. Wow. Technically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That makes me feel very special actually. So uh, thank you very much. So I've been just listening to this podcast for the last two seasons. <clears throat> and then uh, I jumped on this opportunity. Uh, let's discuss something about uh, academia and uh, what further <laughs> after uh, you graduate and stuff, right? So uh, I thought I have some few stories to tell of my own. So I said, um, I will jump in. So just to give a background, um, uh, basically I'm from computer science background. So I have a bachelor's in India, Pune University. So um, then I moved into US uh, right after my uh, bachelor's. Um, started doing my master's in uh, computer science um, in uh, Texas, uh, University of Texas. So <clears throat> basically my aim was to come do your master's and then get out, get a job, and basically get settled down and stuff. Like in uh, master's, mein, uh, karte karte, I started liking doing research and um, uh, was in a lab for a, a small amount of time, and I liked it. Uh, but uh, my fine, uh, and I still had no ambitions to go into a PhD program or any of that sort. But in my final semester, I took this one. Um, a course with a professor and uh, he was a big influence um, once I was done with the, his course um, I scored a, I mean it was supposed to be one of those difficult courses in our uh, grad school and uh, he called me into his office or usne bola ki I know you are looking out for a job uh, why don't you 
um, consider uh, going into a PhD program under me, right? Or tab maine aise full fledged uh, job ke liye apply karna chalu nahi kiya tha. So this was like uh, like a moment where I could basically stop and look back and rethink my whole career decisions. And I thought, why not, right? I mean, abhi yahan tak masters mein aaj chuke hain. And why not just continue into the grad school a few more years and just see what I can do um, about it. So mm -hmm. it was like a very um, uh, hasty decision, I would say, ki ek din mein decide kar liya ki chalo jate ye pro PhD program mein. Right. But then looking back, I, th I think I should have um, actually, I mean, I made a right decision in the end, but mm -hmm. I should have considered uh, there are a lot more things that go into this decision than just yeah. uh, going in and, um, you know, settling down in a PhD programs, because then you have to go through this whole thing of uh, clearing your calls, your uh, proposal stage, your defense mm -hmm. stage. So there are yeah. a lot more things, right? So, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah I know I'm just <laughs> blabbering. But, uh, no, no, this is, this is usual. And uh, let's start with some questions here. So first oh. up, uh, uh, you know, computer science is one of those uh, fields where uh, there is the focus is more on getting to and to the industry and less on uh, research, especially in, in India, where uh, CS has become the ticket out of one's current situation onto better things. So, uh, ke liye, like, uh, at uh, was CS always something that you started with passion and interest, or did you drift into CS? Uh, and uh, was Narayan Murthy or uh, Idol? <laughs> no, no, no. Narayan Murthy was not. But uh, I mean, uh, school may we had this uh, computer science as a uh, as a course, and I was um, I was not a good student to begin with in till like seventh or eighth. But computer science subject was uh, was a was a was a favorite, and I was always like uh, a topper in that uh, course. Um, so it was, uh, I mean, I used to like programming and stuff even during school days. So this is what, um, kept me going into this, uh, program. And, uh, this is, this was the primary motivation why I went into the, hmm. uh, even engineering mein, uh, to computer science was one of the things. It was love of subject more than what. Yeah. It or, uh, logical or so yeah. pata nahi tha ki everything is uh, derived out of mathematics right. or mathematical uh, whatever. Uh, it's me, um, I mean, it all revol revolves around it. So yeah. tab kuch aise pata nahi tha. eventually, mm -hmm. pata chala to, uh, I mean, it, I started had I had started enjoying it. So mm -hmm. it was fun. Uh, so when you were uh, when you were in your uh when you made your transition from bachelor's to master's, uh, mm -hmm. was this did was there a couple of years where you had work experience or did you? No, no, I, I uh, completed bachelor's and directly went into my master's. Primarily because uh, a lot of my seniors had gone through the same route, and Got my uh, fellow uh, student, I mean, in in engineering college, me, sab koi tab to, I mean, I'm talking about 2003, 2004 days. So, India this is how. You give GRE in your third or four, uh, fourth year, yeah, and then nice. uh, go out. That 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 was the. You mentioned that you have done your bachelor's, right? So, mm -hmm. were there any uh, 
cultural shocks or in terms of like academia academia academic shocks when you moved from pune ka setting educational setting to like uh, i'm assuming you were doing uh, you did your masters in us the us yes. may uh, uh, so education wise yes education. The, the the i mean um, us mein aane ke baad ye sab concepts like open book exams aur ye sab to bahut hi नया था मेरे लिए राइट तो ये पहले मैंने कभी सुना भी नहीं था ऐसे कंसेप्ट होता है मी टू तो और फिर लाइक एग्जाम्स भी बहुत ओपन एंडेड होता है तो कोर्स में इट वाज मोर अबाउट पार्टिसिपेशन प्रोजेक्ट्स एंड देन ये सब जो डिफरेंसेस है इंडिया में कैसे कि एंड ऑफ द सेमेस्टर आपको एग्जाम होता है एंड देन यू स्ट्रक्चर and he was telling ki look the first matlab first week mein you will get a get an assignment that will count towards 10% of your grade the next one will be 20% next one will be 10% as as karke by the end of the matlab thing the end exam the final exam was only like maybe 20% weightage to the grade and i was like okay and that exam was also like take home exam so <laughs> i was like amazed ki aisa kaise ho raha hai but it was pretty good yeah. it's like uh, one of the best courses that i ever took and yeah, like I, yeah your your story reminds me of one course i took right so usme aisa hi tha ki the professor was like teaching and uh, he's like exam is date pe hoga and you can bring up any uh, so this was one of those first exams i took you can mm-hmm. bring any book or any textbook that you want right and any uh, devices or anything तो फिर हमने सोचा कि ठीक है इसने ये ये सिखाया है तो ये सब टेक्स्ट बुक उठा के लेके जाएंगे तो एग्जाम आउट बी सो सो डिफरेंट एंड सो एप्लीकेशन ओरिएंटेड राइट तो उसने क्लास में पढ़ाया था हाउ डू यू अप्लाई एंड हाउ डू यू सॉल्व द प्रॉब्लम्स दैट इज वॉट ही वॉज लुकिंग एट एंड दैट बेसिकली जस्ट काइंड ऑफ शुकमी की ऐसे भी सोचना होता है I think uh, one other major difference would be getting to the US and meeting people from different parts of the world. Uh, some departments offer more diversity, <laughs> some mm. offer less. Uh, what was your experience like? So, uh, masters me, I mean, I did a mistake in the sense that I have not had so much diversity experience. So, I was basically um, confined to uh, like. अपने इंडियन स्टूडेंट्स के ग्रुप्स में सो दैट वाज अ मिस्टेक आई मेड व्हिच आई रिग्रेट दिवाली को दिए जला रहे थे सो आई थिंक मोस्ट ऑफ मोस्ट ऑफ अस एक्चुअली डू दिस मिस्टेक राइट कि यू फाइंड सम काइंड ऑफ कंफर्ट विद इन योर ओन सेटिंग 
when you first arrive here kyunki aapko sab kuch naya hota hai so that is uh, one thing uh, that i did not experience this diversity to ek baar jab maine phd program start kiya tab jaake mere ko jaise research lab mein jab main kaam karta tha had people from different um, i mean countries and everyone who used to work with me right so that was when uh, the true nature of all the diversity and everything came about mm-hmm. uh, so that that was uh, like a turning phase yes and as you said make um, ki diversity is so important or uh, when you uh, speak about ideas or jo bhi hai even in general life ke bare mein across different uh, you know communities and uh, people from different communities or different backgrounds uh i mean their viewpoints are so much different and that is what you experience yeah yeah for sure even even their approach to uh, academia is so different uh, one of the things that i learned was to uh, when when our group study uh, groups included people uh, who had experienced uh, academia in different countries uh, we had a more holistic understanding of how to approach exams as opposed to everyone from like the same exact academic background sitting together trying to hack a new yeah. system correct yes to be honest matlab yeah. one of my uh, roommates was a guy from british columbia so he grew up in canadian education system and everything so i was from the indian system right so like india mein kya hai ki you have to take the subjects that only matter to you right you have to study for it get good grades and finish your degree get a move on to the next thing but f- watching him like he was selecting his courses the things that he would find interesting so i was not doing that because i was sort of like i was like okay ye ye wala course uh, like you know easy hai thoda isme grade acha mil jayega isko le lete hai even though there was a microbiology course let's say which was really interesting thoda sa difficult required more work i was like not going towards it because maybe i was just like being lazy or like that's how like we are at least in engineering colleges we are taught like do the minimum possible to get the best grade and then like just move on to the next one so but like watching him pick his courses throughout the years like it made me realize that i should do that that that's not the point of uh, education Well, one insert of the, three yeah. idiots reference here yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no but his his cho- choices were like psychology music ka kuch tha and then something about uh, statistics and mathematics and it's like yeah i yeah, mean like i should do that too like how often will i like be uh, in this setting in this university where i get to use those like resources right so i should do that matlab that's that's so fascinating yeah i think uh, yeah i did that uh, in my first masters and when i got here for my second masters pehle semester mein pehli seek thi dekho tumhara phd ka jo tumhe f1 mila hai ye non stem degree hai yani ki tumko aage aage hogi dikkat to pehla kaam step 1 us aaus stem degree karo Right. and so in fact i had the opposite experience where i went out trying to take every course in the world and then mm-hmm. ended up taking more and more programming degrees so i could like secure my second masters without having trouble because my department refused to give me cannot is not allowed to give me a, another masters in linguistics because i already have one from india so coursework karne ka 
क्या प्रसाद मिलेगा कुछ भी नहीं तो याट एक्सपीरियंस इन माई केस बिकॉज आई वॉज हैंगिंग आउट विद विदर्स बिट तो देवर लाइक देखो हाँ दुनिया बहुत बड़ी है बहुत विशाल है या तुम घूम हो सकते हो पर अपनी नैया अपनी नैया पे काबू रखो एंड पढ़ाई करो Ajay can relate to it because he's also from an engineering uh, bachelor's background, right? So, वहाँ पर you don't get to choose your courses, right? Yeah. Semester one में eight courses हैं सब करने, semester two में छह courses हैं सब करने. There is no choice there, right? So, like you you cannot even think about कि अरे यार ये भी कर सकते हैं. It never like occurs to you. बोलेंगे Uh, if they have seats in uh, in the classroom so ye jo openness hai that is something which is also very nice here in this mm. uh, um, in this system here yeah absolutely main thoda topic se hatne wali hu matlab to like you have more on this nahi i was also going to divert so go ahead <laughs> so my question was a little bit about uh, specializations uh, like both of you mentioned uh, when when you are pursuing a degree in india there are uh, especially a bachelor's degree there are requirements you fulfill your requirements you get your degree but mm. masters level pay especially agar grad school ka masters hai then uh, one has the option of specializing a little bit more because one is climbing the ladder the academic ladder as it were so uh, ajay for you what was your uh, specialization or what was the yeah, so niche that you were interested in yeah so hamare uh, masters mein you had different tracks for computer science right so you can go to like a traditional track but mine was like networking and systems track so uh, that requirement they they had uh, specific requirements ki you had these uh, five courses for that track which you had to complete and then you had to um, take other few uh, five or something courses to complete your i think 30 or 33 credits was what was required for your masters and uh, yes each course gave you like three credits mm-hmm. so you had to take like 11 credits i believe so 11 courses for 33 credits so out of which uh, out of these 11 courses five were mandated as you were in that track so right. uh, that is what i selected networking and systems uh so uske hisab se whatever courses were needed like algorithms and then operating systems and uh, network specific courses mm-hmm. uh wo karke then you get your masters degree okay so was there like a thesis component to your masters or research component or was it just <laughs> so, courses and that's it yeah so uh, mine masters i did not take a thesis option okay. you could have done a thesis option um but my whole aim was to get masters get a job and go out so mm-hmm. i took the easy route and i was mm-hmm. never even uh, thinking ki i would end up in a phd so had i taken a masters with thesis it would have been easier for me uh, in my phd um, course because i had something to build up on but mm-hmm. uh, since i did not have that i had to start my phd program for uh, from scratch yeah right so before we jump into the phd Like mm-hmm. talk to us about the the वो जो transition period होता है right like masters खत्म होता है then you are looking for jobs 
how was it for you was it easy when back then were you applying uh, for jobs and getting a lot of uh, interview requests or anything like that yeah uh, so uh, okay so this was uh, back in 2005 2006 frame right so it's yeah. uh, quite a while now so let me try to remember so hamare time mein kya hota tha ki once you graduate from your masters um, you are given i think 9 months of opt or one year of opt aise kuch to hota tha where you uh, can apply and start your um, uh, you know um, start interviewing for companies and uh get companies uh, and get a job basically mm-hmm. you had at least 9 months of um, time so abhi uh, things have changed drastically okay. right new us uh, rules and stuff you are only given 3 months i believe or something like that 3 uh, months are given after you complete your degree or is it uh, something after, so you apply for a opt opt is a special permit you get permit okay after you get the opt from that day you have 3 months i believe i think may can correct me if i'm wrong uh, i have been too stressed to look at the requirements but yeah so yeah it's called optional practical training which is uh, a bit of an extension on your student visa status uh, that you get so it allows you to legally work and live in the united states provided Just you have a job for 3 months uh, so 3 months is the job search time where you don't have you're not affiliated with your university and you don't mm. have a new affiliation so the, job then you go back that's mm. the catch it is a period of time which uh, which is which is applicable which allows you to legally live and work in the united states but only mm. if you have an affiliation you have a job that's a so very, very similar to yeah yeah like they they don't uh, it it's been and i, I believe there are constant um, attacks on it as well like uh, like i was mm. sharing if you have a stem degree you get 3 years to transition out of your optional practical training time onto mm. some other uh, dig- uh, some other visa status uh, and uh, if you have a non stem degree for example linguistics or yeah. uh, or political science or psychology then uh, that period of time for uh, getting a work visa and a work permit is even less it's like one year wow. so okay hustle hai hustle hai like mm, <laughs> and things have actually on down since i since i graduated hamare time mein almost 9 to 1 month milta tha where you uh, were not affiliated to any university and stuff you had graduated and moved on uh-huh. to find a job lekin abhi as meg was saying ki bahut kam ho gaya hai wo time and that too is stem or non stem to hamare time mein wo sab nahi hota tha are there any conditions ki like what your major is usme hi job hona chahiye or like you can just do whatever you want like matlab ha so right now yeah to add me i think i'm going to uh, like I, i'd like to take a pause here just because uh, we are not a uh, uh we are not a professional uh, service for uh, like unfortunately this is yeah, not sorry. advice <laughs> and so uh, we have to caution everyone from taking yeah. us at our word and i also want if if there are any academics out there who have this information mai chahti hu ki wo humse gussa na ho kyunki hum yahan pe kuch galat bole and wo aaye but i'm just asking yeah. because i'm curious like this seems very stressful so that's it is extremely hope. stressful yeah. it is I, it, because it, how it, it happens in canada is like once you graduate you get a uh, open work permit up to 3 years uh, of length like it doesn't matter with how long your course was like you get a get an open work permit and there is no uh, restrictions like you can work in whatever like field or whatever job you can get so it doesn't really matter much but at least you get that safety of, of at least few years 
आपको एच वन या आगे ओपीटी के बाद आपको वर्क वीसा मिलता है विच इज एच वन तो एट दैट पॉइंट दे लुक की कौन सा जॉब है एंड पार्ट लाइक कोर्स uh called performance of computer networks with my advisor who eventually became my advisor so he basically insisted that i carry on uh with him in my uh and continue mm-hmm. as my uh as his phd student right right so the <clears throat> uh, yeah so uh, before even the results came out um of the semester and uh, that i had finished my masters i had decided that i would jump into um the phd program for the next semester so i did not lose my uh, student status the mm-hmm. f1 status so i continued as a phd student after that okay so i that's, that's nice. how i transitioned from my masters to directly into the phd program next semester without okay. even to look around for jobs or applying for jobs or getting an interview call as such <laughs> so another another issue that comes up when people um decide to get into a masters program and leave is funding so uh, when you got your off, offer from um texas university uh, did they give you funding did they guarantee you funding or oh, okay. was it <laughs> yeah so let me uh, okay that uh, okay so us mein kaisa hota hai ki at least in state of texas i can uh, talk about texas uh, so in texas uh, the rule is uh, so you get two kinds of funding right one is you get um, your uh, 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 graduate i mean you get a scholarship uh, which mm-hmm. takes care of your daily needs <clears throat> and uh, stay and all that stuff and then you the second thing you get is your tuition waiver right so uh, which basically takes care of all the fees and everything for your um, academic jo bhi phd ka program hai and all that stuff right <laughs> excuse me so um texas mein kaisa hai ki they give you um uh ye tuition waiver for 10 semesters 10 full long semesters uh so summers are not included summer semesters are not included uh, so 10 semesters equal equate to like 5 years right so spring semester or fall semester those semesters hote hain mm-hmm. so uh so texas basically says ki if you are funded we can at max give you uh, five full years of uh, support for your uh, graduate school and then um, it depends on the department abhi department gives you either a ra or a ta right research yeah. assistantship or a uh, teaching assistantship mm-hmm. my professor had said that 
so uh, a good thing about my professor was he only took one phd student at a time okay mm. so um, <laughs> and my department uh, uh, had this policy that each professor gets a pa ship no matter what right so he had um, uh, in the start said that even if i don't give you a research assistantship i'll make sure that i have one uh, ta ship with me and i will continue funding uh, your uh, phd with that ta ship uh, till you finish your uh, phd ship uh, phd program so what uh, uh, i mean that was a good thing for me because that guaranteed that uh, for my entire 5 years i get fully funded uh, at least with a ta ship so mm -hmm. did you have to take any loans before you left india uh, for your yeah, education so, or so for my masters for the first year yes uh, that i survived with a loan um, when i came here because i did not have a um, any type of uh, scholarship but mm -hmm. uh, after the first year i got a internship which i continued through my masters in a industrial industry internship so okay. that way i could at least um, it did not cover my whole expense but at least it took care of my uh, uh, fees uh, i mean the college fees and a little part of my uh, living expense i wanted to ask you like it's sort of like a personal question but like because i have an agenda i want to compare what the stipends of oh. today are uh, versus what it was like 10 years ago so sure. how much uh, were you paid as a um, let's say on an average okay so you were a phd I started my phd which was in 2006 okay okay uh, i started off getting 1800 something dollars okay. per month mm -hmm. uh, this was pre taxes right so after taxes you say 200 something tax me nikal do so mm -hmm. about 1600 which came in my hand okay uh, and till i finished my phd it had gone from 18 something to 2200 i would say okay so meg you do the comparison now <laughs> so uh, when i started again and i have to say that i live in a much smaller town and the cost of uh, living that is calculated for my town is much smaller hmm. uh, i believe i started somewhere around 1600 uh, so um when i when i joined my phd program and now we are getting closer to 2200 hmm okay so yeah like uh, a lot of these calculations are also uh, again uh, in some universities different uh, uh, yeah. students based on their department make different amounts of money hmm. uh, some universities have very strong student unions and so all students get paid the same amount hmm. so <laughs> and what about like health insurance dental insurance all of those things do you have to buy it for yourself or so uh, what is your subject i know uh, so the first year it was covered okay um, first but, year of masters phd no no first year of phd when i started okay uh, so the uh, the i mean the stipend also covered the health insurance so we had did not have to pay anything extra out of pocket but the second year on something changed in the rules mm -hmm. and they started charging us for uh, health insurance and other kinds of insurance okay so that i don't know the exact amount but it was in some few hundreds per year mm. okay close to a thousand i would say per year okay so 
basically uh, i don't get dental of... and vision so i i get okay. health uh, but, but i i came here uh, directly into phd program and uh, in my university there is a requirement that all international students have to carry uh, student health insurance with hmm. the company that the that the university has a tie up with mm-hmm. and so you have to sign up and if you don't want if you want uh, in, uh, insurance with somebody else you have to go through an extra paperwork so most international students are within the same network that the university has right. uh, and our uh, yeah it does not include vision and it does not include dental which means kisi ne mukka mar diya ya aankhon ka chashme ka power bad gaya to bhai ticket kata ke india hi chala jao kyunki yahan kuch nahi hona right so basically maine apne whatever 6 saal of my grad school kabhi bhi कभी भी मैंने डॉक्टर के पास जाने की जाने का मौका नहीं मिला तो दैट इज थिंग फॉर मी सो आई डोंट नो हाउ गुड हेल्थ इंश्योरेंस वाइज आई हैड द प्लान एंड ऑल आई जस्ट लकी आई गेस I've had I've had some fun experiences which we should talk about like medical medical system for grad students would be a fantastic topic like uh, I had to get a a growth removed which was my most it's it, an extremely entertaining uh, experience which i would love to share some day well, we we should do an episode for that maybe our, our <laughs> medical shenanigans uh, i guess <laughs> but yeah i was saying ki matlab so not much has changed in terms of funding for students in 10 years right so if i would compare like a job in some industry 10 years ago they would have been paid less i mean because it would be like fixed for inflation things like that right so for grad students pretty much the same like i am yep. in canada and it's pretty much the same for me i have to pay for my insurance you have to take it it's compulsory uh, it's called a group insurance which the university has a tie up with some company blue cross or whatever so you have to pay for it it's not included in your stipend or whatever and your stipend is pretty much the same as what uh, you told me meg i mean it's in canadian dollars but the amount is uh, same it's 1800 to 2200 maybe if your supervisor is super rich 2400 but that's about it yeah uh, there, there there seems to be some maths done in yeah. the back end where you know they there is a survey done of uh, whichever city once university is located hmm. how much does it cost to rent a house what the yeah. what are the groceries grocery costs like and based on that math they they give us a ballpark and that's what we make right. and like the the idea is very that there, there is a very strong idea of discouraging students from being comfortable in their phd or yeah. in, in their academic position right like they yeah. don't want us to be yeah. happy here it's yeah. like gurukul ke rivaj rivaj to 300 rupees se to better hi hai matlab india mein to 300 rupees kya 300 500 rupees ke ke ballpark mein aapko milti hai stipend to i would say theek hai agar aap aapne jrf kari hai to theek hai aapko thoda aur bhi mil jayega but ek aur point hai ki international students fees has gone up tremendously yes, right yes. my god <laughs> the rents have gone Four up i will I will, I will i will tell you my ballpark okay um, yeah. when i was paying fees when i came in i think 2003 so one semester of uh, nine credits which is three courses cost me about 4400 or something wow okay per semester mm-hmm. okay and when i finished phd it had uh crossed and this was 2010 right 
Mm-hmm. So this had crossed about fourteen thousand somewhere, right? So per semester. Yeah, per semester. I don't know what is your experience make. Abhi kitna hoga? I have no idea, but it must have uh, easily reached over twenty thousand. For sure. Yeah, for the sake of my mental health, uh, I I only look at the uh, mandated fees that I have to pay, and whatever is waived, I look at that big scary number and I ignore it. Okay. <laughs> it's a very big scary number. I I like I will see if my mind is bad. This thinking, I will not see that number. And is it the same for like international or, I uh, mean. local uh, students or is it oh yeah so so there is like a there is an out of state versus in state tuition so out of state right. it doesn't matter if you live in outside whichever state your university is located at in or if you if you are an international student ek out of state cost hota hai and mm-hmm. in state hota hai so what they do for us is if you are employed by the university as a as an ra as a ga gra- graduate assistant they basically uh, convert your out of state cost to an in state cost right mm-hmm. and then whatever is the in state if you have employment then it gets waived so ha kuch ek bada sa scary situation number hota hai jo bhi aapko fund kar raha hai wo bande ka headache hota hai to take care mm-hmm. okay and it's in my opinion it's a it's a fake number honestly like yeah half the team Never yeah, they, they, they always yeah. waive it so <laughs> it's it's just like some mantra tantra type of thing which they do and mm-hmm. at the end of it uh, yeah like like i said for the sake of mental health mm-hmm. i only look at <laughs> things that i am forced to pay for example okay. my library requires me to pay 225 dollars per semester mm-hmm. my rec center uh, gym whatever uska ek apna cost hota hai mm-hmm. uh, mera international student services ka fee semester ka do, 200 dollar hota hai jis mm-hmm. 200 dollar ka mujhko kuch bhi nahi milta hai any time i have to go to them to do any kind of extra work i fun karo mera degree chahiye whatever instantly like unke tar- से एक एक्स्ट्रा कॉस्ट ऐड हो जाता है तो ये 200 डॉलर का ये मतलब क्या करते हैं मुझे नहीं जानना है आई गेस दे एम्प्लॉय अ जीए सो आई गेस देयर इज वन लकी अ इंटरनेशनल स्टूडेंट हु गेट्स पेड बाय द इंटरनेशनल स्टूडेंट सर्विसेज एंड दैट्स प्रोबब्ली द मोस्ट यूजफुल थिंग दैट हैपेंस ओवर देयर या दिस इज मच द सेम इन कनाडा टू लाइक देयर इज अ इन प्रोविंस मतलब प्रोविंस का फीस होता है एंड आउट ऑफ प्रोविंस वाला फीस होता है एंड देन देयर इज दैट massive number international fees uh jo it's like i think pretty much the same as what uh, you said uh, ajay yeah so my only oh. point was the student jo unke liye kaam karte hain those are treated mm. as you said slaves uh pretty much pretty much right so their uh, pay has remained the same yeah. but all the others have just yeah. gone up tremendously just right? because it's called stipend matlab you just you 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 can throw any number at it like and it's fine for you to pay be paid that amount because salary thodi hai this is just stipend prasad mil raha hai university se to although ha like kuch bhai like we have some log ek thodi si thoda sa luck ya jo bhi kya hai agar aap aapka university college town mein hai तो आपका कॉस्ट ऑफ लिविंग थोड़ा कम है अगर वही आप शिकागो में हो बोस्टन में हो या एलए में हो तो ए कम्प्लीटली डिफरेंट बॉल गेम राइट सेकंड यू नो यू हैव 50 रूममेट्स थिंग्स आर बेटर एज अपोज्ड टू यू नो यू आर समवन हु कैन नॉट फंक्शन इन इन अ सेटअप वेयर यू हैव मल्टीपल रूममेट्स इफ यू आर मैरिड यू यू नो योर 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 लोड गेट्स शेयर्ड बाय समबडी हु इज देयर विद यू एंड सैड सिंगल पीपल यू नो हैव देयर ओन स्ट्रगल्स 
right. but there is a there is a downside to living in a university town also right ki aapko jo uh, whatever the houses milenge they are like pre 1940s 1930s mein built so it's like completely uh, in a bad Deek state uneven cares about ha kam se upar i'm just being dramatic but like that reminds me ki rent bhi to ek cheez hoti hai jo that has been like going up since like you graduated oh, yes. like 10 years is a long time yeah. so not just tuition fees it's like the cost of food cost of like rent cost of public transport if you are living in the city everything goes up but the stipend has remained pretty much the same like yeah. last year or so now there there are talks because not a lot of people are uh, joining the academia they're just like nahi karunga nahi karna and they're now rethinking about it to like pay them more give them more money but again like look at it it's still like below poverty line ke niche like <laughs> a person has to survive right while surviving the struggles of a, 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 an extremely uh, like tough like uh, like i don't know like part of your uh, your life and usme bhi that there are like so many struggles because you just are poor all the time yeah But, speaking uh, of struggles like uh, i i noticed that uh, uh, your uh, graduation year uh it sounds like it was very close to the financial crisis yeah. that happened in the united <laughs> states so tell us tell us how you how you survived uh actually i was supposed to graduate in 2009 uh, with my phd and i was ready mm-hmm. for it right mm-hmm. but just because the whole uh, 2008 whatever mm-hmm. and 2009 uh, downturn happened yeah I had to defer my graduation for a semester um that was the big uh, thing so i i you can say i wasted 6 months uh for graduation mm-hmm. so instead of graduating in december i graduated in uh summer of 2010 okay. so um, so during this time what were you up to like was it the time, did you take this time to write yeah, your thesis yeah, and see, edit that's, it that's that's what everyone does <laughs> right so you take right. most time to write your thesis <laughs> um and then one stop also... laga raha tha teen mahine lag gaye so yeah the struggles of writing a thesis as you guys know right so yeah. what still knows i'm i'm still avoiding my thesis very much yes just submitted so yes oh wow congratulations it's very uh, very fresh in my mind ha nahi nahi ab prospectus draft number 9 chal raha hai so पब्लिकेशन सो that helped me a lot and that is why like i didn't have to like deviate a lot from that so usme itne sare draft pe draft nahi the but like as meg knows like she helped me uh, uh, in, uh like uh, edit my manuscript a little bit so like that then mai canada aake unse beer ki udhari rahegi ha le lena le lena bilkul six pack 12 pack <laughs> everything but um yeah but the manuscript went all the way till i think 9 10 11 drafts i don't even remember it more but um how was it for you you tell us <laughs> so um uh, i mean 
लुकिंग बैक राइट तो बेसिकली मेरे लिए क्या था थीसिस लिखना इज बेसिकली ट्राइंग टू स्टिच योर पेपर्स बेसिकली मेरे पास आई डिसाइडेड टू पुट मे आई थिंक आई हैड लाइक फोर पब्लिकेशन और समथिंग टिल दैट टाइम पोर्टफोलियो स्टाइल तो बेसिकली यू हैड टू वीव अ स्टोरी अराउंड ऑल दीज फोर पेपर्स दैट यू हैड राइट एंड लाइक अ वन कंटिन्यूस ब्लॉक ऑफ थॉट सो दैट वॉज द चैलेंजिंग पार्ट की हाउ कैन आई रिलेट वन पेपर विच वॉज कंप्लीटली मैथमेटिकल एंड डिस्ट्रीब्यूशंस एंड ऑल दैट स्टफ राइट टू समथिंग विच इज लाइक आई मीन आई technical term mein network protocol improvement or something right how do you mm-hmm. stitch two things together which was one was theory one was practical thing right. simulation so you were demonstrating breadth of knowledge breadth of as knowledge. opposed yeah. to depth of depth knowledge of, <laughs> yeah <laughs> right so, <laughs> so um that was what uh was a struggle for me ki um trying to come up with one continuous without break story which will explain what i started with uh and um, you know take it to conclusion ki mm-hmm. ye mera topic hai or this is what i ended up improving right so right. um so we um, so, uh, so let's let's talk about that a little bit so uh, is were is it common to do a portfolio style dissertation in in computer science or were you an exception uh, i think i was an expe- exception because of few things right so one was my um the advisor that i had right and this is a different story for everyone uh, who is involved right so what kind what style of um, you know um, what advisor you get and what is his style of working right so my mm-hmm. advisor was completely had given me freedom altogether right he said mm-hmm. go do your own thing uh, come with me uh, come to me when you have an idea right something of that sort and that is a boon I mean, a blessing and a curse uh, in some scenarios also. Yeah. Right. Curse is basically you are fresh off the boat, as you say, and you have nowhere to look for. Right. So the first paper to write took me a very, very long time, and my advisor was actually worried that it will be a PhD or not to that extent. Right. I think sare sab ke sath aisi hota hai. Mere sath bhi aisi hota. I mean, like my supervisor was like, "Yeah." <laughs> I'm going to be a woke academic here and say you can't compare academic experiences. Every okay. academic experience is unique, and we must not indulge in this comparison. I, I, I'm sorry. Ah, but yes. right, right, right. Um, I agree completely. So each each has its own journey, and each journey is different. Uh, Definitely, yeah. So, uh, yeah, ki, uh, so basically, what I um, so my uh, advisor was very much into um. mathematical uh, modeling and simulations and stuff like that right so uska area of expertise was different but um, till i found something which related to his expertise i had gone and ventured into other areas too so i had worked um, uh, in different fields with different people also uh, so i had publication in those fields right for example um, coming up with new protocols for something altogether different so um and then finally we came up with uh, um, uh, a a problem and try to uh, model it in mathematical uh, domain and then optimize that so i had these different pieces of um, work right mm-hmm. so that was my challenge ki eventually i could do it 
uh, in the sense I had these different patches of work and then um, which were which were actually good and looking back it was um, I mean we'll come to this point later on ki kaise publish kia and where it got publi published uh, had I uh, done more work on that I could have published in a much better place than where it eventually got published but then um, I mean, uh, so relating back to your question, I had these different uh, patches of work and uh, uh, that was my journey. As you said, the portfolio style of writing a dissertation, that's how it mm. came about. Okay. Yeah, that's that's been my struggle as well. It, in fact, like I had to jump from one sub-discipline almost to another because portfolio ka breadth broad ho gaya tha. Wow. So it's 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 always nice to when when all of the work comes together in the end and one doesn't have to mm -hmm. go down the book route. So, uh, like, what was your uh, what was the most difficult part of putting this portfolio together? Uh, besides, uh, finding common ground, was it the like designing the experiments, the data analysis, the writing of it all? Uh, uh, I mean. I mean, coming up with uh, a solution in the first place, I mean, uh, to one particular problem that we had envisioned, uh, which I said was the mathematical uh, thing, right? So we had to invent new theory. We had to come up with new uh, ways of solving it. That took years, right? And uh, that is what, uh, I don't know if your listeners would know that a lot of this research work is takes a lot of patience. So it is not like you can crack it in a few months, right? So you keep working on it, you get bored, you take a break, work in some other field, uh, do something else, come back to it. Mm -hmm. And then eventually one day you will say, oh, this is the way to go. And then, yeah, yeah. so th that was the struggle. Um, took me right. two years to, to the area that my advisor was in to figure out a, a fit a problem in into his area and solve it took a couple of years to solve it mm -hmm. okay so yeah so that uh, that was the major struggle right. and what about uh, like just ju justifying funding like did you have freedom of course your advisor gave you freedom as far as whatever you wanted to work on your dissertation but you were still at the points in time where you were a research uh, assistant or associate uh were there other responsibilities uh that you had to do besides yeah, I was a teaching assistant all throughout my PhD. So um, mm -hmm. I had to teach uh, sometimes, not always, because I had to teach my advisor's courses when he was not there. And of course, um, uh, uh, I mean, students used to come to me and uh, you had these visiting teaching hours, right? So right. you have to yeah, office hours. Uh, keep time <laughs> for them and then also grade uh, mm -hmm. assignments, midterms, projects, finals, yeah. whatever, right? So okay. all the, that is on top of your research work. Yeah. So a million dollar question, like, do you miss teaching? <laughs> uh, yes, I do. I do miss teaching. So actually I was quite good at it, actually. Um, of course. Uh, so I kind of miss it and um, wish things would have been different then I would have still continued it. But mm -hmm. uh, somehow things did not work out. And uh, yeah, I do still mm -hmm. miss teaching. It's fun. So even... so stem ke under we like there are so many variations of like how a phd goes right like so it's it's very fascinating for me like you said you had like four or five publications already by the mm -hmm. time you were ready to uh, like uh, 
start writing your thesis but in a lot of like um, uh, streams like maybe biology where you are supposed to do expansive experiments like animals uh, animal based experiments or maybe cell based experiments if you're lucky maybe in a publication or two maybe not even a single publication all throughout so yep. you just have well, to like sorry you were saying something oh no i was just i just also pointed out that uh, wanted to point out that there's also you know single author publications being a first yeah. author on a paper being like the yeah. 10th author on a on a paper which has yeah. 22 people on it uh, you know the data set type of papers where everybody is doing like work with their mm -hmm. hands and like the, everyone's getting their hand but in and in and biology, your, biology or my 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 field basically even that is not that frequent right just the turnover of papers or manuscripts it's so slow because it just takes that much time right you're doing a mice experiment uh, you have to like uh, do that experiment for at least a year or so before you can even get to like collecting data from it so it just takes so much time that by the time you have credible enough data to like make a story out of it sometimes you publish sometimes you don't so like yeah it's just uh, um, so a lot of people end up writing like the classical manuscript uh, thesis just like the classical way and not the portfolio way but like yeah uh, oh and yeah even within uh, within uh, many disciplines sub-discipline wise uh, if the work is more solo then um, mm. we may see fewer publications just because the graduate student is doing everything yeah and there are other papers where you kind of hang out with uh, yeah. other people and you find and yourself your name doing is <laughs> Or you do oh, a certain portion certain stuff, of, of, yeah. of the coursework, right? Mm -hmm. Of the research work, which you uh, have been responsible for. And like, yeah. instead of just paying you a sum of money, they give you yeah. authorship. Because uh, so I, I say that, uh, sorry, go ahead. Uh, anyway, so one thing uh, I want to just uh, interject here, ki this publication number business, right? It's mm -hmm. very recent. <laughs> so um, my advisor was very clear in the first go itself. Like even if you have like one publication or even if you don't have any publication, mm -hmm. you can still get your PhD. Okay. Mm -hmm. As long as I am satisfied that you have done significant good amount of work. Yeah. Uh, that's it. Right. So it mm -hmm. all depends on your advisor. No, no, of course. Of course. Yeah. Would depend to advisor, but it's just that like some streams it's just not possible to like have that yeah, yeah, many yeah. papers because yeah. if you are publishing that many papers that will uh, uh you will end up on retraction watch exactly you will end up on <laughs> retraction watch and we'll discuss about that in a yes, bit but uh, yeah <laughs> but so, uh yeah you mentioned ki uh you liked teaching a lot right mm -hmm. uh so looking back what were like all the things that you took away from PhD, did it like your doctoral uh, journey? How did it affect your life if it did? Or was it just a phase of your life that didn't really uh, 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 I think come back? Uh, PhD helped me in the sense that it helped me grow as a person, right? So the mm -hmm. interactions I did with um, fellow students, as well as faculty, uh, so conferences, I traveled, met uh, different people in uh, the whole um, community, in my community, right? Mm -hmm. So that helped uh, me grow as a person. Also, it gave me a lot of confidence, right? Yeah. Um, so to basically, I did, so the basic thing that I see people lack, even in master level grad school, when they came come to grad school is, 
yeah, I mean, you throw a problem at them, a lot of people can solve the problem, right? Uh, that is a given, right? There will be a lot of people with a lot of talent who can, I mean, in computer science, I'm talking, can like mm -hmm. code up and solve the problem. That's not a big deal. Right. The issue is to identify the problem in the first place. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. So that is where this PhD, mm -hmm. the whole process of PhD helps you, right? It yes. helps you identify problems. The research gaps. Yeah, the research gaps. And how do you even come up with a problem? Um, the solution is the easier part of your PhD, right? Mm. Just coming up with your research problem and uh, something which people have not done in in mm. a in a in a easy way to put it. Um, and then identifying that takes a lot of effort, right? You have to go through a lot of literature surveys and read a lot. Um, that kind of builds up your personality in a sense that no other program can uh, build, right? So that is something which I will always um, take uh, as the biggest achievement in my whole PhD mm -hmm. program. Mm -hmm. So going forward, um... You know, at a at a PhD level, one has the freedom to work on any problem that one identifies and uh, defines and chooses to work on. But mm -hmm. the moment uh, you leave academia and you get a job, uh, you know, one no longer has control over what sure. the problem is. There is another, there's a million dollar or a billion dollar company that's going to tell us what the problem is and one becomes gets on the problem solving side of things so was that a big culture shock or was that a big adjustment for you it was a it was a different um different feeling yes for sure right you go out of academia and no one is expecting you to publish anything after that right um, um so and you are basically given what you are supposed to do um as you said um so yeah that was a big thing but i never stopped uh you know, uh, looking at problems. So that is one thing I continued in, even in my uh, uh, in my industrial experience. So I still went ahead and searched for problems. Uh, so we had a, uh, I mean, in in the companies that I work for, we have this uh, whole uh, filing patents uh, thing, right? And companies value these days for filing patents. So I still kept on doing uh, patents, which are not as ex, uh, I mean, as uh, intense as publishing a paper, it's much mm -hmm. more easier to do a patent than a paper, right? Um, because you don't have to give supporting uh, simulation results or uh, uh, all your uh, study results. And it's just an idea that you put on paper. Yeah. Uh, so I still continued that. And that is something which gave me a peace of mind key. At least I'm doing something which is good in the sense that my brain is still uh, you know being worked up uh, mm -hmm. in 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 uh, trying to find different problems and keep uh, up to speed with the latest and greatest things uh, in research there are out there so that speaking of keeping up uh... Sorry, can you finish? Uh, sorry, yeah. I, I, I was just fortunate. Key, I did both things at, on the side, and I could get the time to do both things together. Speaking of keeping up with research, uh, like, do you find yourself reading papers still? Like all of the, all of the good habits, as it were, yeah, that I one did. builds up when one is an academic researcher. 
how many of them persist 10 years down the line yeah i still i still go read papers uh, very uh, i mean i i won't say diligently but whenever i get time these days right. uh, so i still i still do do, uh, do read papers and um, i mean the good thing is more and more um, publications have come out and become like um, open access right mm -hmm. so in my field there are the major publications that i look towards to are like they have um, you know you don't have to go through ieee anymore right they have put it out in the open for everyone to access they have put all the slides that uh, people do in their presentations and also the recordings when they are um, when people present in the conferences right so everything is now available much more easier than what uh, when we were uh, phd students um, so that actually helps um, that you don't have to read the entire paper you can just go over the slides and you know uh, mm -hmm. come up with terms with it so right. yeah that way it is it is much more easier for me these days okay to keep and and as far as your work is concerned like um, i i imagine that when you um, started um, competing for jobs in, in back in 2009 um, your competition was uh, other master students as yeah. well as maybe other phd uh, other academics who who were considering leaving so what was your job search like and does your phd was it an advantage so yeah going back i have a story here right so i was uh, applying for both when i was uh, coming to my uh, graduation so so here i come back and uh, talk about i would like to talk about the problems faced uh, at my phd level right so the problem is i was not in the top tier institutions okay mm. for phd right so i was in the tier 2 institution um, so if you look at the uh, so I was just reading this yesterday, so I remember this. So if you look at um, the data out there, right? So all the tenure track faculty um, in the United States, right? right? If you look at all the numbers, right? Um, I think over 50% of all the tenure track faculty in United States come from the top 12 institutions or something, Okay. right? Uh, so if you're not in the top 12, the chances of you landing in a tenure track facility go down. <laughs> right. And in, in some fields, it, it could just be one institution like MIT in my case. <laughs> yeah. So the amount of PhD churned by these top tier institutions are just mm. overwhelming the whole, uh, uh, saturating the right. whole uh, faculty positions uh, out there. And right. Uh, and if you come out of, a, let's say, any institution, the the job you land is like a downgrade instead of an upgrade, right? So you come out of let's say top ten tenth uh, number of university, you go uh, become a faculty at let's say number twenty one, right? I'm just throwing an example; it's not uh, uh, an exact number, right? So and for women, it's even uh, more prominent, right? So the uh, women who come out of a program in the top ten may not go into the 20, but go into the 40s institution, right? Okay. So <laughs> it's very tough out there. So when I uh, graduated, I was also looking at faculty positions as well as uh, um, industry, right? Um, so I had applied for faculty positions uh, in uh, here, as well as 
I was even trying to go to faculty positions in India, so, right? So mm -hmm. I had applied for a couple of IITs. <laughs> One of the IITs ghosted me completely. So that's another uh, story. Mm -hmm. he, uh, even though uh, a few seniors of mine had gone to the same IIT as a faculty, okay. uh, the whole um, yeah, the whole exper experience was. Uh, uh, completely off, right? Um, and then, uh, so to one IIT, I had um, actually mailed um, <laughs> um, here the department head, the chair of the hiring committee, I think. He, um, dear doctor so-and-so, this is who I am, and uh, this is my experience, and these are my publications and all that, right? Standard thing, mm -hmm. right? And uh, would, you, would you consider me for as an, a strong applicant uh, for a faculty position at that particular IIT. So the response was a complete, complete disaster for me because uh, instead of he going and talking about what I had done and uh, you know commenting on that, mm -hmm. he was very much annoyed that I had addressed him as dear doctor so-and-so. Right. Uh, right. Respected right. sir or whatnot, right? Mm. I don't know. So, so Mananiya just... Mahodaya hmm. Nivedan hai. Ah, so, <laughs> tha, tab, I, I don't know if things have changed now. <laughs> Sutro ke as, as of 2018, they did not. Because I, <laughs> I remember some uh, a faculty member who shall remain unnamed in at an unnamed Indian academia who said hello to his vice chancellor and almost lost his job. <laughs> oh, so this thing instead of good boy. As of 2021, sutro ke are uh, pretty much the same. But yeah. yeah. So this was a complete put off, right? I mean, yeah. the man is socha ki abhi jo candidate hai, unko aap hmm. aise treat kar rahe hain. To exactly. baad ke jab hamara career aapke haato mein hoga, tab to kaise hoga, right? Absolutely. So it was a uh, complete put off um, for me, and uh, and then um, uh, I had I had uh, students who had graduated before me uh, in my lab, and they were working for companies uh, at that time in industry, and one of them referred me to his group, and mm -hmm. uh, and that worked out, and uh, yeah, and then. Ye moha moha ke dhage. right. So uh, in that sense, the networking of a PhD actually helped uh, get mm. a job. So, and then um, my advisor was also filling my ears in a sense ki, Dek bhai, humne itna, uh, itna saal academia mein reh chuke hain, aur tere ko abhi jitna salary mil raha hai, wo hum logon ko itne saal baad bhi itna mushkil hai milna. Mm -hmm. So these were, I mean, as you guys have already talked about, I was sick of living below the poverty line till then. So I wanted a, a way out of- uh, sure, For sure. Yeah. Uh, and were there any responsibilities on you at this point? Uh, 2019 no, was, was just uh, you? I was just me, yeah. 2000. Uh, loans, whatever. Hey, loans, home, parents. So, yeah, uh, loans. Before that, I master's mein, and after that, I was completely funded. So it was not much. Um, uh, so my PhD program after master's lasted for four and a half years. So by that time, I was like completely, I mean, I had seen fellow people who had graduated from master's making tons of money, buying cars, buying houses and all that stuff, right? right. And uh, <laughs> that kind of put yeah. me in a spot. 
डर तो होता है डर तो होता क्या लाइक इट्स नॉट की लाइक एवरी सिंगल थिंग आपको सोचना पड़ता है राइट कि अभी ट्रैवल प्लान्स है किधर जाना है तो बैंक के अकाउंट खोल के देखेंगे कि ये प्लेन के टिकट खरीदने के भी पैसे नहीं है ऐसे सब सिचुएशंस में होते हो तो इट्स लाइक इतने साल बाद भी आप उसी सिचुएशन में हो तो इट्स लाइक लाइफ में लाइक लाइफ हैज नॉट इवन टेकन ऑफ राइट आई मीन इट्स स्टैगनेंट Yeah. I'm 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 curious about one more thing just on the same vein. Uh I know that uh, at least uh for a lot of Indian men um there is the additional uh pressure of appearing as the provider. And you know if one is uh attempting to enter, you know, the the marriage market or the dating market or you know whatever markets are out there. And yeah, like as a graduate student versus like someone who has an industry job or is an academic academic would you say that also played a role or was factored into your decision um i mean i was not thinking of marriage or anything at that time right i was uh, i mean the options were post doc which uh, i guess you guys have discussed ki post doc mein maine apply to kiya tha lekin salary was so so minimal improvement hmm. over my uh, mm-hmm. grad school salary right you so, barely are now poverty line <laughs> Yeah, barely above poverty. So Below say barely above. Yeah. I can tell you, like postdocs were earning like forty thousand, forty two thousand something mm. per year. Okay, again, remarkably same. Ten years Even later, now, right? maybe fifty thousand. Oh, yeah, right. So, ah, ah, yeah, fifty, sixty-five, depending on location. Yeah, yeah. So, Aditya is uh, probably has the latest details on this. Yeah, yeah. maybe. um but yeah i mean if you have a opportunity ki you can see a way out of all this poverty koi to poverty elevation kar raha hai aapka yes yes that was the sure. easy way out for me and uh, yeah so that is what i decided and uh, i just jumped uh, out of academia because mm-hmm. i knew ki agar main academia mein rehta and maybe i could have succeeded uh, getting a job in the faculty position somewhere Mm-hmm. but then comes the tenure part right yeah and uh, tenure part is equally dif- difficult if not harder than landing a job in the academic field right yeah kyunki you hear sure. all the horror stories kaise uh, tenure uh, tra- i don't know have you guys discussed tenure uh, track not, not yet, yet but yeah. we'll we'll get <laughs> we'll it's get one of those things where we're like humme se kisi ko is is topic pe experience nahi hai maybe we should get yeah. someone with experience on, yeah. but barely uh, out of uh, or like even not even out of phd yet so yeah wahan tak sochne ka mauka nahi mila but like we should get somebody to talk about it and you should you should definitely yeah. talk about how difficult things are kyunki just to give you a Uh, listeners a brief idea yeah yeah, yeah for sure and and, and couple that with the people who are like also applying to like uh, uh, faculty positions in india because th- those make a, make for the greatest stories ever like to be honest matlab uh, yeah yeah so i mean stories to suna hi hoga na ki abhi ye nobel laureate jo thi university of pennsylvania yeah yeah we spoke about it denied a tenure track right yeah. um, तो टेन्योर ट्रैक में होता है कि वंस यू गेट अ जॉब यू आर यू बिकम असिस्टेंट प्रोफेसर राइट यू आर हायर एज असिस्टेंट प्रोफेसर देन यू गेट लाइक सिक्स इयर्स एंड 
I mean, you start ki goals hote hai, ki you have to publish so and so, you need a at least a book in certain uh, yeah. uh, different uh, fields. Lekin uh, problem ye hota hai ki these goals and these metrics can change at any moment, right? So aap teen saal ke tenure mein already hote ho and you, let's say you have a dean or assistant dean and says, no, abhi aapko ek nahi, do book likhna hai. Yeah. Right? And then what? Right? Yeah. So aisa hota hai ki che saal tak ye complete karke, then the faculty recommends you. So yeah. ek, uh, ek promotion committee hoti hai. Mm-hmm. It will go over all that you have done in the last six years and then decide whether you get a tenure or not. Yes. Right. And usually before you are uh, you are given this uh, uh, chance to appear before a promotion committee, you already come to realize ki aapko tenure milta hai ki nahi. So bahut se logon ko ye pehle se hi malum hota hai ki unko tenure milega ki nahi. And uh, if they think that they won't get a tenure, they drop out. Right. So basically, if you get a tenure, you become an associate professor. Otherwise, the second option, if you don't get a tenure, you're basically fired. Yeah. Right. And that's a very dramatic thing. And uh, it affects a lot of people, uh, mm-hmm. not just you, but if you have students at that time, mm-hmm. it affects their lives too. Right. Yeah. So it's a very, very, then- yeah, go ahead. Uh, there's also the stopping of the clock. So uh, whatever achievements got you into your tenure track position, whatever you achieved before and submitted as part of your portfolio for the tenure track, track position is no longer counted. And so your six years, the only only achievements, the only uh, materials that are going to be considered are the things that you did in your six years. Yeah. And so the the hustle over there is that you may have done a million things during your PhD and there's going to be a lot of things that you, you know, you might be, folks might decide to defer their publications or they might decide to rearrange when their books come out just to make sure that some of their big achievements can be counted oh. towards their tenure track, uh, that their tenure position. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like it, so it, it is a massive gamble where uh, if the competition for the tenure track position is too high, then you might, uh, not put enough resources into making your application strong enough and make it stand out. If the applic, if you if you think that uh, uh, if if you decide to exhaust all your resources at that stage, then your six years are going to be a total mess. And age-wise, consider most people who are in their in in a tenure track position are in their thirties and forties. So this is also mm. when your life yeah. has massive uh, uh, updates. So. Yeah. Mm. It might be dependents on you who need your you to get things done at a certain time. You know, yeah. maternity leaves happen, which means uh, again, uh, right. some people are more disadvantaged than others. Definitely, add to it. Very dramatic. For sure. And all this six years, you are in an assistant professorship, not earning much, right? Assistant professor are bottom of the bottom. Sorry, yeah. Uh, yeah. this was no, already no. <laughs> for academic uh, field. Uh, oh yeah, <laughs> this, this has been my definitely... experience. As I said. Every journey is different. You might mm-hmm. experience a different journey. Uh, things mm-hmm. might work out very different different than what things worked yeah. out for me. And you so, might actually enjoy the whole process. And there are plenty of people who have done that, right? So in hindsight, like, uh, are there any things that you would do differently for your PhD leading up to it or graduating? Yeah, I mean, uh, one thing I would definitely do is uh, if I'm, I mean, 
if I were to go through the same path again, I would do a master's with a thesis option. Mm. That's for sure, right? I mean, thesis, writing a thesis and even the process of writing um, brings a lot of different uh, qualities and teaches you a lot of things that you would never learn uh, in your Indian education. So right. something... As, as someone with two master's degrees and no thesis, uh, I, I agree. <laughs> Okay. And did you would you say that you liked being in academia or was it uh I mean had things worked out differently? Yes, I would have definitely loved to be in academia. Uh, still hmm. do, still miss out. Um I mean the whole thing of just working on your own thing and just helping people grow and see them grow. Yeah, uh, is a great satisfying experience, mm -hmm. and this experience you'll never get out anywhere except in academia, right? So mm -hmm. um, this is a fantastic thing. Hope things change, like hope <laughs> finances and yeah. everything is settled, uh, yeah. and then this will be a great, great, great thing uh, for any anyone who wants to start his or her life in academia. Mm -hmm. That's the thing. I mean, if you keep everything out and just like in that bubble, look at the work that you're doing, the research that you're doing, it's it's amazing. But then the thing is like reality is not just in that bubble, right? right. Uh, everything to... happens right. at the same time. So, right. Tesla or Ferrari India export ban अब चावल का प्राइसेस थ्री टाइम्स मोर एक्सामती में जिएंगे हम और क्या बताओ मतलब चाइनीज राइस खाना पड़ेगा अरे बाप रे इसके लिए बट वेल ऑन टू लाइक यस यू नो द रोमांस ऑफ एकेडेमिया लिव्स विद इन ऑल ऑफ अस एंड विल कंटिन्यू बट लेट्स टॉक अबाउट द अदर साइड यू लेफ्ट एकेडेमिया व्हाट डिड यू डू विद योर फर्स्ट मंथ सैलरी Yes, I bought a car. Let's compare. Yeah, first month stipend versus first, thing first I got month was a, salary. <laughs> yeah, I never had a TV in my whole Heck graduate yeah. school. Okay, so Kya I got a TV hai. and I got a car. Nice, amazing. Kya baat hai? Kya baat hai? So, uh, is is this a was the car a good? Was it an? Uh, did you consider it an investment or a luxury? It was a necessity, right? I mean, <laughs> well, you were in Texas, so it's one of those things. No, I, I came where, to the Bay Area. Uh, my first job was in Bay Area, so I moved from Texas right. to uh, Bay Area after my PhD. Uh, and then, isn't it that America? Me, to, matlab, it, you have to, matlab, you have kaise, to have a car. Yeah. Yeah. Like it, it varies from state to state a little bit. Uh, okay. New York, not so much. Yeah. Where I live, the entire city is within in, within a three mile range, so. Yeah. It's not fun, but cabs are cheap, and my bike because is because mostly but... you just cannot like rent a car, re like rent a an apartment in downtown. So you have to move out of the like you know the core city, and then from there, like if you you're you're spending like two hours every day commuting, then plus half of the year goes in winters where you cannot bike. So like uh, that's also one of the issues. So, इसीलिए तो हम साउथ वेस्ट आए वरना टोरंटो जाने का मौका तो हमको भी मिला था इतना सोचा ही नहीं ना मैंने अरे प्रोग्राम मिल गया स्कॉलरशिप मिल गई चलो भाई 
faculty, most of them, I mean, I come from computer science background, right? So most of them and jobs uh, in industry outweigh the jobs in fa uh, faculty positions in computer science. Mm -hmm. So, uh, so industry was an easy way out for most of them uh, after PhDs. Uh, yeah, so um, some of them doing pretty well uh, in top industrial positions now. Uh, some of them are faculty. They've gone through the whole tenureship. Um, some of them also failed uh, in getting a tenure uh, and had to relocate to uh, other universities. But eventually they, they, they did make it and they are now uh, as a faculty in the other department. So mm. yeah, varied, varied kind of experiences everyone had. Some of them went back, of course, uh, went back to wherever they came from, like Bangladesh, Turkey, where whatnot, right? And became faculty there. Um, one of them went to uh, Toronto, became a faculty there. Yeah. Mm. So. And do you see yourself uh, returning or are you at a point where this is home? Uh, I think this is home. I'm, I'm nice. looking forward to retirement and then going back and working anywhere else. Yeah, I think this mm. is okay. It's very difficult to come back to uh, academia after you are away from it after like for a decade or so. Mm. I mean, people have done it, of course, but um, yeah, I mean, it's it's yeah. difficult. It, for sure. And would you say the same about the US as well? Like, is is US home? Is this where you see yourself? Uh without giving a political answer we <laughs> <laughs> are politics to allowed sir so don't mix academia <laughs> with politics <laughs> things happening back in the country yeah i think us is home amrit kal chal raha hai sir <laughs> amrit kal ka peak to aane wala hai kal 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 yes. ka din to yeah uh, we are recording on uh, what in our side of the world is uh, January 21st, but is uh, January 22nd, 2024 in India. Yeah. So, for context. Sunne wale samjhi jayenge. Last mein, matlab, do you have any advice for us? Yeah. I mean, for people who are looking to get into academia or who are finishing academia, uh, if you had to give them I... one piece of advice. <laughs> I would say just enjoy the experience. Um, every journey, as I said, is different. Everyone will go through ups and downs in life. Mm -hmm. uh, hopefully more ups than downs. Um, but uh, just be aware of surroundings, what opportunities come your way. Um, you never know where uh, and how these opportunities come from uh, either a your advisors network or some other networks that you are connected to. So just mm -hmm. don't be shy to reach out to people when things are bad. Uh, people will, I mean, I always believe in the good of uh, uh, the human nature. So mm -hmm. whenever you have some difficulties, people will always help you. So, um, and uh, being in academic field, you know, there are a lot of difficult situations that will come through your yeah. life. So just reach out to fellow people, um, there will be people who will help you. Well, with that great piece of advice, should we move we into uh, yeah. recommendations? Well, before we do recommendations, we do have yeah. uh, like a, our, our issue of the day. We are... Uh, oh, yes. 
so well uh, that's a good segue to uh, my recommendation so i wanted to recommend this piece from red traction watch which is uh, titled as uh, uh, paper mill articles uh, um, boyd Sp- spanish dean's research output basically it's a story about one uh, a spanish professor who would just like churn out papers as if it was nothing uh, like i don't know tens of papers in a year or so and then turns out that uh, his output was mostly outsourced uh, to a, a firm called i trillion uh, in india it was basically all fudged uh, research all fudged writings was just uh, a manuscript that was thought of uh, or produced out of nowhere sub- sent to a uh, predatory journal and then published so um i wanted to bring this out because i a lot of times when we discuss science what a lot of people do is just take everything on face value right they 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 throw this article in your face let's say and then they like look this is published this should be true but then there are stories like this one which tells you that look you have to question everything right you cannot take everything that is published on uh, face value and in our previous episodes i think we have spoken about uh, predatory journals too so like there are a lot of like nefarious agents. nefarious activities yeah yeah that are going on so not everything that goes on you know a, a, a journal or a published article is true and we should always like look at um, um or try to question these things so this this is a good primer if anybody is uh, this this article basically telling us how this this goes on this, how this happens uh, it, it makes you question like a lot of things that a lot, a lot of phd students uh, might have uh, used these services to you know like uh, get ahead in their uh, graduate programs or a lot of professors might have uh, you know published and then showed it in their cvs to like get into the uh, tenure track positions or whatever right so like there there is a lot of uh, darkness in academia and uh, this needs to be discussed so that is my rec- one of my recommendations and i wanted to talk about uh, just that basically and yeah and a special mention to the the, the people who brought this case to light one of course is retraction Ma- watch which spent yes. about six months uh, carefully and exhaustively reviewing it. Yeah. Uh, another name is uh, specifically the re- researcher uh, Sidesh uh, Zadeh, who is, a, who is a fellow PhD student at Columbia University. So mm. like one of us who was intrigued or like decided yeah. to read lots of papers <laughs> and was just curious as to how this person uh, who is in Spain has co-authors all over the place. Yeah. And when and decided to do a little deep dive which they probably did on a grad student salary as as a side project or as a hobby and yeah. you know and uncovered something big and also yeah notable notes like if, of course there, there is a, 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 those of you who are, who are listening to us who are academics if if people are approaching you via linkedin asking you if you need help with your dissertation yeah the correct answer is no no <laughs> <laughs> Like, do not fall no one it. can write your thesis for you you have to Absolutely. do it so if somebody is offering it it's a it's a scam 
there's no yeah go ahead uh, no i also when this article came out there was a indian uh, mukherjee or someone uh, from indranil mukherjee uh, indranil mukherjee from korea right some department in korea <laughs> yeah uh, so i followed him and uh, i also looked at his profile and the kind of so he's a uh, in uh, bio related field uh, coming from computer science right so that was what was curious about him biomedical uh, imaging and stuff biomedical imaging and stuff but he's okay. published in all kinds of field right so he's published <laughs> in uav research um, um so this is this is complete i mean this should draw red flags immediately yeah. right? how can you and and the the kind of paper he's published in uh, um this uav research right it's crazy it's like not even a a school kid will uh, it's like a not even a three page uh, paper right mm-hmm. and it's yeah. like utter utter rubbish nonsense. yeah nonsense. <laughs> coming from a guy who has done a phd should at least know not to put his name or even publish try to publish such a thing yeah but then these yeah, things get counted also... into h index or whatever yeah, exactly. right so then people do it just to like boost their numbers there is another scam which came to my attention which was one of my co-authors uh, who had absolutely nothing to do with uh, one of these predatory journals that had been indexed uh, mm-hmm. his name was mentioned as an editorial board member and he mm-hmm. was you know so without his knowledge without his consent they just took his name and credentials and wow. stated that he is one of the co-authors. committee members or editorial board members no he was not listed as co-author he was just like so just okay. to give the uh, give the uh, yeah. yeah give the give the uh, publishing uh, the publication more credibility they just took yeah. yes and and once i notified my co-author of this he actually followed followed up and got rid of like called yeah. them out and made sure that this was removed and there's a lot of that going on going around in linkedin by the way like you mentioned like there's so many ads like write your thesis with our help in less than 2 months and things like that i mean come on it's just not possible yeah yeah that's a yeah it's, it's a fantastic uh, piece of investigative yeah. journalism and so yeah like much more is needed we will most likely uh, put it in our episode notes <laughs> if we don't forget but uh, please do read about it um so continuing on the same uh, uh, thing uh, my other recommendation would be uh, i'm listening to oh uh, sorry not listening to, i'm reading um, listening to Gra- grasshoppers by arundhati roy amazing collection of uh, her writings and given the times that we are living in right now uh, i must read so uh, please do read that and uh, uh, in celebration of uh, tomorrow uh, please do watch uh, ram ke naam Yes, uh, from Anand Patwardhan. Nothing I, much to I, do about academia yeah, from me, but uh, these are my recommendations. Uh, Ajay, okay. What... So uh, for me, uh, right now I'm reading this uh, book from Atul Gawande called uh, Complications. So Atul Gawande is uh, a famous writer whose book Being Mortal is pretty well known. Um, so he was a uh, this book complications talk uh, talks about his experiences as a uh, young surgeon okay so um, when he was doing his uh, internship so the kind of experiences he had um, so he, he, the basic uh, premise of this book is uh, even though medical science has progressed so much um, 
when you are a surgeon, uh, things come to you so fast that you don't have all the information right now, uh, right at that moment to take uh, decisions, right? Mm -hmm. But yet you have to uh, take decisions. So this book is basically his experiences of his internship uh, thing. And uh, one thing I, uh, there's a quote in this book, right? Uh, if I can find it, it's, it basically struck me as uh, amazing. Uh, he says um, in his experiences, yeah, you always do, you are basically sometimes wrong, but you should never be in doubt. Mm. Okay, so uh, this is his quote and this is, uh, this was very striking to me. Um, yeah, sounds and, uh, sounds like a very interesting read. So, yeah. Um, okay. Any any more recommendations from you? Uh, uh, no, that that was it. That's it. Me. So yeah. Meg, what about you? So I have a couple. Um, first up, just uh, to keep the merriment going, um, I actually took the. I finally finished uh, watching uh, H Bomber guy's uh, video, plagiarism and YouTube, mm. uh, which is <laughs> a very long video. But okay. uh, I think uh, it's quite relevant uh, given our times uh, as we speak. Uh, yes, um, yes. Harvard Harvard lost its uh, professor uh, to many charges, one of which included uh, a plagiarism charge, which is being disputed by the people who are allegedly plagiarized. It seems to be a dispute about uh, what constitutes it as plagiarism. Is self-plagiarism a thing? Um, mm. um, how many words can you take from a quotation before it becomes a problem? So, yeah. and of course, uh, how does academia deal with it? And mm -hmm. so uh, it, it it made sense to uh, get a little bit of more context on this whole plagiarism boom uh, at the time by seeing what YouTubers have to yeah. say about it, where they don't have the same stakes as us, but they are doing exhaustive research. They are uh, writing, reading. Yeah. So yeah, it was uh, totally worth it. Uh, then uh, I also finally found the time to read uh, Bumble's uh, dating survey trends, uh, just as my little data uh, <laughs> data moment. Hmm. So yeah, it turns out uh, there are at least uh, they published their survey for uh, for dating uh, on the app in America, and yeah, there's a lot of cross-gen romance. So a <laughs> lot of um, dating based on values uh you know we, we there was another interesting survey on what happens when people uh uh you know, how conservative men not getting dates is this an essay or a... for them. so this, this is a mashable uh i guess okay. it's it's framed as a listicle so okay. uh it, it and um okay. i also have been going through a, a a scroll article um which was um shared by some of our uh, uh Followings on the on the Desi Academia pod uh, Twitter, which is a research assistant wanted the outsourcing of intellectual labor reveals mm. academia's colonial roots. And as the title suggests, it's a it's a deep dive into uh, research assistants being hired uh, by foreign academics yeah. uh, in India. And these are like if, if we are underpaid, imagine how underpaid a, a person uh, in India would mm. be. So this is your primary people sifting through the primary source material, people mm. doing data collection, especially like in longitudinal and qualitative studies where mm -hmm. like there is a lot of uh, emotional labor, not just data and numbers. And how um, for Western in, in Western academia, hard exhaustive work like this translates into um, authorship, into um, 
research connections into a career but when when the same uh, system is applied to a place like india where there is more desperation where there are more people looking to get into ac academia as students uh, we see that the payment is non existent ethics uh, ethics guidelines are constantly violated yeah. and uh, labor is not uh, is not acknowledged and and the hierarchy of of labor in academia where the person who does the data analysis or has the ideas the ideas man is mm -hmm. and i say man deliberately here is on top and then you know as we go down the pipeline the closer we get to the data collection and the get your hands dirty side of the work we see less and less credit going so right. it was a, a very uh, eye opening read of course as phd students i'm sure many of us have uh, rely on on uh, on uh, especially in, in in fields where where if you're working with biodiversity or languages we are working with people across uh, across the across borders and it's right. a good wake up call and a good good way to look at things uh another well uh, and i have also found like uh, my favorite uh, trash tv uh, watch of the year and i no, love it the and year. i hope of the oh, year <laughs> okay. i'm done i don't done. i don't know i don't know how i found this uh, it's called okay. arranged and it Arrange? is a oh. uh, yeah. It's what an Amazon it? Prime uh, reality TV show in which we follow uh, three couples per season who are in different kinds of arranged marriage. So I'm watching okay. the first uh, season where you have uh, a couple from uh, from the American South. They're based in South Carolina. They were arranged through their the Indian church. matchmaking only. Well, it's better. Okay. But... Because you have like you have like one couple from south carolina you have another couple uh, who are a, Ro a romani couple from new york okay. uh, so yeah they get married at i think 18 and 19 like that's okay. the that's yeah. a, that's the age of our couple and the third one is an is an is an indian couple where uh, <laughs> they i guess it's what what uh, uh, we would call love come come arranged where two yeah. uh, american desis uh, one punjabi one gujarati find each other and you know, like they're they're trying to negotiate this place where <laughs> there are mm. some truly amazing dialogues, which uh, you know, I, I'm just you know, this this okay. is just it. I I have I have not had this much fun in in, in a while. Nice. So uh, yeah, if you're into trash uh, reality TV and wow. uh, you know you want some like some extra flavor of uh, of yeah. <laughs> uh, of you know family drama, then then this Aray, is it. I, I, academics need it, no? Like get distraction to chahiye rehta hai na kuch. Especially like with, uh, if you know you're you're watching you know you're like the what could have been right like that's that's a, the little bit of this is also that where you know there's like oh yeah what if you don't have a where your what if your career is not as important as your spouse's career for family dynamics and hmm. political reasons or like whatever conservative values value based reasons uh, what does it look like to just like up, uproot and relocate to another place where you have no friends, no family, mm. and you have to build everything from scratch for yourself while your partner is, you know, doing the man of the house uh, spiel. Or what if you're 17 and you've been arranged to marry the person that you're going to be with, uh, hopefully for the next eight years. Mm. So you're not meeting them at your at 30. You're meeting them at like where, where you barely have a school degree, right? right? And now you have your whole life uh, to to get to know this person and like yeah the, the what could it what could have what could it have looked like right. yeah like the, the, and as always like there's always that poor american desi couple where you're like mm -hmm. what if you were born born in america and your parents taught you 
ये देसी वैल्यूज होते हैं mm-hmm. इसको कहते हैं भारतीय संस्कार एंड वॉट एपन्स वेयर यूर यूर टू हाईली क्वालिफाइड एंड हाईली एजुकेटेड एंड मोटिवेटेड इंडिविजुअल्स बट यू पुट योर सेल्फ डेलिबरेटली इन अचुएशन वेयर सम एंटीक्वेटेड काइंड ऑफ इंडियन कल्चर इज इज प्रोवाइडिंग योर लाइफ फ्रेमवर्क एंड नाउ यू हैव टू काइंड ऑफ live in those rules so it's mm. delightful uh, but it i understand that it's not for everyone so <laughs> but, but, watch uh, at your okay. you say there there are there have been a lot of trash uh, things that have come out the whole year right and you saying this is the trashiest of them all it makes uh, this uh, watch the now. verdict is out that's so that's true yeah. that's true i mean i i i know i'll probably i'll have to retract my statements <laughs> get it get it <laughs> when uh, grey's anatomy season 19 comes out in march and i can't <laughs> wait shonda rhimes why you do this to us okay. but uh, i'm sure it's going to be even worse and more disastrous than this wow. uh, but and yet i will watch it mm-hmm. i will watch it because yeah. <laughs> that's all i get yeah so yeah, yeah. I've, i've i've spent more words on on the on the trashy side <laughs> and the serious side as the well, but uh, to balance it out uh, i did uh, also um, notable mention of a uh, um well a couple of uh, read uh, books on on caste that uh, that were mentioned by uh, folks in our, over at our uh, discord server the mm-hmm. the bhajpod discord server um and we will one of them is the vulgarity of caste i have not finished reading it i am still uh, reading chapter 1 and chapter 2 uh, and extremely like uh, it is a deep dive academic deep dive into the history of uh, maharashtra's uh, folk dance and folk music culture and what what role caste plays in um in determining how we see uh, how we experience uh, the uh, cultural practices of the state and of course uh, as someone who's not from maharashtra this was a lot of uh, of new information for me uh, and uh, i've learned a lot um yeah i uh, i will provide more on this once i finish reading the book hence the very 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 short mention but uh, thank you to uh, the person who gave us uh, gave me the recommendation um, okay. and i'm excited to uh, learn more perfect so with that i guess uh, we'll call it a day until next time thank until you until next time thank you yeah thanks thank you ajay thank you for, ajay joining, for us. joining us today yeah thank you very much <laughs> yeah.